Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, adding uncommon sense into the tutoring, teaching and coaching business. Now, as always, remember, I'm here to help you if you're already in the business and to egg you on if you think you'd like to get started. I'm always eager to hear from you. So send your insights, wisdom and stories, questions and your problems to me as info at neilcamera.com. And you can find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. Right, let's get cracking with this week's episode. Episode 79, Starting the Journey. A friend of mine is umming and ahhing about whether to pick up her tutoring business, which functioned briefly with one or two students as a sideline to work in school. So this is kind of going out to her. Because it's that time of year when the kids have gone back to school and everything should be settling down again. Now, on a personal level, this is excellent news for the business. Because during the summer holidays, my revenues can dip briefly, usually, by as much as 30% during the holidays. So I tend to do a lot more strategic stuff in the downtimes. But this time of year, everything kicks off again. So I'll be juggling students' regular lessons to take account of the changes in schedules, the clubs, and all the rest of it. Taking on a bunch of newbies. Because new school, new year, new opportunities. And often the music provision in school isn't great. So as a guitar teacher, that throws business my way. And it, that means it's really just time for me to pick it all up again, maximize revenues. I always aim to be booked solid and do my lessons back to back on my work days. So I'm always making the best use of my time. And that's another reason, incidentally, why I don't travel. Everybody comes to me. Now. In the previous episode, we looked at why this is the best time to get started and become involved in a tutoring business. And as I said, I spoke this week with a retired school teacher friend who's done a little private tutoring before moving home during the summer break. Now she wants to pick it up again and she also wants to attract a lot more students. The problem is that she's more or less going to have to start from scratch in a new location with no students. So effectively, she's starting a brand new business. So she was a bit overwhelmed and she's not one of my mentoring clients, but maybe she will become so. But anyway, we, we spoke over coffee and spoke about where to begin. Now, when you're beginning anything, it's a great idea if you can find yourself a mentor. Now, that could be me or someone else. Somebody who's been there and who knows the way. Because we're going to hold you accountable. If you're working with me, I'll support and guide you. And I will hold your feet to the fire and make sure you do the thing. Now, if you're hiring a paid mentor like myself, be prepared to stump up some cash. Because it's going to shorten your learning curve. But you're still going to have to do the work. Personally, I love mentoring. That's why I do the Tudor podcast. Because I'm busy with my own mentees and my various businesses. And I want to help 
even more people to get paid for doing what they love and for building a life of choice. Because if a pudding like me can do it, just about anybody can. So get yourself a mentor. Get around the people who already are achieving what you want to achieve. And steal from them. Steal from the best. I would say become a student of excellence. Learn every single day. Take a look around you. Who's already doing well in the business you want to be in? In our case, that's tutoring or coaching. What do they do really well? If you can, track them down. Ask them questions. Find out how they do it and then nick it. Change it. Use it. Tweak it to your own personal model of how things should go down. Because it's a proven model of what works. If you're doing that inside of the business you're in, tutoring, have a look at what works outside of tutoring. Steal from everybody and keep notes. When you see something cool, write it down in your notebook. I'm one of these annoying people that never goes anywhere without my big file of facts. Because I know if I see something cool, I want to write it down. If I can't write it down in my file of facts, I'll snap a picture of it or do a voice memo on my phone. I was just thinking about what that funny black thing is that totally rules most people's lives. It's a phone. Spooky. And as part of your ongoing study program, start reading or listen to business and finance books, podcasts in the field, and watch YouTube clips. Find out how people do it in an excellent way. Tweak it, make it your own. My life is far too important to squander it watching ordinary television. It's also far too important to listen to crap on the radio. Yes, I'm a musician, but I'm a musician who doesn't listen to a lot of music radio. I listen a lot to audiobooks and podcasts when I'm in the car. And I'm the sort of idiot that'll look forward to a couple of hundred miles of driving because I can lose myself listening to a, a great book or being in a car full of professors all talking to me. I'm going to probably learn something. I think it's been a big component in taking me from overwhelmed to pretty successful at what I do. So keep on learning. Next thing then is begin the whole damn business by designing the business that you want to build for yourself around you and your own wants and needs. Be completely selfish about it. Because the purpose of the business is to give you the life you want. So you better bloody know what that is. Start by imagining your perfect day in detail. Write down. What's the stuff you're teaching? What's your subject? What's your specialty? How are you doing that? Where are you teaching? Are you out visiting clients or are they coming to you? When are you teaching? Who are you teaching? Imagine it over and over and over again. Making small tweaks until it's absolutely perfect. And write some of the answers down. Remember, if you don't design your life, then your life will form randomly out of chaos. You'll have zero control and absolutely no vision for the future. You'll only get what you think about. As I say, where your mind goes, your body follows. 
And your body, in this case, means your life. So once you've figured out what your perfect day is like, start to build it. And I build things on paper. The very first thing I do when I'm planning on paper is I allocate time for myself. I'll set aside time for my most meaningful activities. So that means learning. It means looking after my health and my body, getting to the gym, reading, cooking, working on my outside businesses that will provide me with an investment income until the day I die, and then figure out how to plan it and leave it for my son in a tax-efficient way. That takes time. So on paper, I write down the days I'm, I'm working this week, the times I'm working, where I'm going to teach. Some people do mobile. I only work at home because that's the most efficient use of my time. Or are you going to be working somewhere else? Always, I'm keeping an eye on my income level. And with this job, because I'm multi-skilled and experienced in a lot of different fields, the work I do as a tutor has to be better paid than being a management consultant, accountant, or an international casino manager, because that's where I come from. And if my income from teaching isn't considerably more than those fields, I'll go back to doing one of those. So once you've figured out what you want your working week to look like, you have to identify what's great about you. Sales and marketing has a concept called the USP, the unique selling proposition. What makes you so special? And the answer is you have your own take on everything. So be gloriously yourself. Don't just be a grey non-entity. Be quirky, be eccentric. Be funny, happy, smiley, wacky, whatever it is that makes you go. I think the best question you can ask yourself is, what is it that you are truly fabulous at? Is it a tutor, a teacher, or a coach? Now, I don't know what that is for you, but I know that for me, it's, it's keeping it light. It's being funny, having a great time while I'm immersed in the process of teaching. Allow my students a safe place to make mistakes and to gradually draw them out of their shells to take a mistake and spin it and turn it into something fantastic. Particularly with the older students, which is a big part of what I do. So you've got it down. You know what your working week should look like. You know what you want out of it. You know who you want to be work with, where you're going to be working. Now you've got to find yourself some students because at the risk of stating the bloody obvious, there is no point in being brilliant if nobody knows about you. You've got to get out there. So you'll have to overcome any reticence or shyness that you have and let everybody in the world know that you're a tutor, that you're available for hire and that they will be stupid to go anywhere else but to work with you. So the very first thing I want you to do today is start telling people. Develop your elevator pitch, as we've looked at in previous episodes. This is the 30-second statement that boils down everything you're about. What's wonderful about you and the massive benefits that your customers will receive from working with you. So tell everybody. 
your friends, your family, your neighbours, your former students, your old colleagues. Get in touch with your old school. Let them know you're there. Especially receptionists. Just mention it as you pass it with everyone you meet, whether it's in the shops, the gym, the gas station, whatever it is. Let everybody know what you do. When you're telling people things, show them as well. Get visible. Logoed workwear is a good thing. Signage. I live on a fairly busy road. I've got two big banners on the fence outside, which were very, very cheap and have been massively effective. I used to have a graphic vehicle that was a, almost like a moving landmark in my town. If you're just starting out, consider advertising on the little notice boards in shops. Take on the free ads and do some leaflet drops even. And then harness the power of social media to let your presence be known. Get into the local sales groups, the local discussion boards, on Facebook and the like. Because people are asking each other, where can I find a plumber, an electrician, a builder, a guitar teacher? Who do you know? This can be on a local basis or it can be groups that are built around a subject. Whether you like it or not, guys, you've got to have a web presence. You've got to be online. Where do you go to find information? The phone book? The yellow pages? Assuming they even come out to you anymore. I think being online is not negotiable. I would always start with Google Business. Because it's Google Business, you're actually getting a bit of the halo of Google around you. Then start looking at getting yourself a domain name. Go to a site like godaddy.com and look for a file extension .co.uk or .com and then search to see what's available with the names that you'd like. I have neilcamado.co.uk and neilcamado.com and various other domain names registered to me. Some of them aren't in use yet, but in the future they will be because I have a long plan. But get the domain names early. They're not expensive. You know, 10 quid. to own the domain name is nothing. Then go onto a site like Weebly, which you can do for free. This is a, I'll say it's a what you see is what you get, drag and drop website builder. Edit it, build it, and then start adding content to it. Preferably subject-specific content that will help you to be found by the search engines, say in a blog or a bunch of video posts. And if it's subject-specific content, it positions you as an expert. Now, I've got to confess here. I've had a blind spot for this. I'm doing my 178th blog post this week. But I've been awful at guitar-specific stuff. Because I want to have a big reach through that website. And that's a cock-up. So I'm fessing up. I've screwed this one up. Most of my blog posts have been about mindset, money, attitude, psychology and behavior. I haven't been very good at that. So I'm considering at the moment whether to pivot that line of blog or to just start up a separate guitar blog. We'll see how that goes. Most important of all, though, get started. Start thinking like a business person. You'll need to keep records. 
keep a note of your mileage because you can charge your little business for that. Remember, in a business, you only, only pay tax on your profits. So, cost of running the car, there are costs to the business. You've got to take that money out before any tax. Keep record of any sales you make, any expenses you incur. So, if it means you need a laptop or a bunch of stationery, pens, paper, whatever, Keep track of it, keep the receipts. And then get onto HMRC's website and register for self-assessment. Always stay right side of the tax. Tax system in the UK. It's not ideal. I don't personally like paying very much tax. But by knowing what the rules are, you can minimise your tax burden. Be very tax efficient. Make more money and pay less tax. So once you've started to keep records, you can monitor your progress. Ask yourself, are you making money? You can look at the numbers on the computer screen, or on a piece of paper, and see the reality. Are you making money? If you're not making money, then any other work or any other income you've got can be subsidising your supposed teaching business. And if it's not making money, guys, if it's costing you money, it's not a business, it's a hobby. So think like a business person. Open yourself up a second bank account just for the business money. Never mix your business money with personal money. It makes it a lot easier to check all your records off at the end of the year or the end of the month. And you know where you are that way. Also makes it damn sight easier should you be unfortunate to get a tax audit. So always think like a business person. Be efficient. Make the best use of your time. Get the biggest benefit out for the smallest input in. Be professional about it. Show up on time. Be clean, tidy. Be switched on. Work on yourself as you go. Work on your business as well as work in your business. By work on it, I mean develop a vision for where your business is going in the next five, ten years, what it's going to be doing. And a little sidebar here is remember to take a look at insurance. If you're teaching from home, check whether you have public cover for business done at home on your regular home contents policy. If you don't, take out a separate policy and always take out a separate policy for public liability if you're out doing site visits to people's homes to teach. So by now you're getting the idea that it's, there's a lot of work in this. It's incredibly rewarding, but the easiest thing to do is start. Make yourself some targets and get busy hitting them. Now make your targets small enough that you can get a hold on them. So if you Make your first target to find one student in your new business. That's a great target to have. If you've got one student, make it two or three or four or five to the level that you want to teach at. My personal target is I want to work 50 hours a week teaching guitar. Only work with people I like and I'll only work at home during the hours I specify. So my whole business revolves around me and what I love to do on my terms. 
get started, guys. If you're thinking about it, crack on. Because that's the difference that makes all the difference. 20 years ago this month, I started teaching guitar with just one terrifying little student who kept asking me to help him. Every Saturday, he'd come into the music shop and ask me to teach him until I said yes. Now, at the time, I still had a day job in finance as well as being a part of the music shop working Saturdays. And I was also up to my neck renovating an old cottage that I'd fallen in love with, which was a wreck. And at one time, I had no roof and no walls. Teaching had to fit around all that. So I had to be really strict from the get-go about when I'd teach and in where, which would hide in because it was after hours in the shop. And I only did it on certain evenings because part of my job in finance was making client visits during the evenings. Now, I went around and told everyone what I was doing. I added students here and there, picked up one, one a week, one a fortnight, one a month. I advertised a bit, got myself seen, and I helped everyone I could along the way. And eventually, I got so busy teaching that my day job had to go. I was also making more money than I was from the finance job. But not that I'm motivated by money in any way, shape or form. Really. And the rest is just part of my own tutor journey, which is still ongoing. I still do what I love every day. I play guitar with lovely people and I help them to capture their lifelong dreams. I Effectively, I think I infected them with my love affair with the guitar and with making music. I do it every day I can. It's the easiest, best paid work I've ever done in the UK. Now, I could have played it safe, Stuck it out in my proper job in finance. But I'm awfully glad I didn't. I'm immensely grateful to my first student, a young lad called Finn. Because he never stopped asking and he'd never take no for an answer until I said yes. Without him pushing me, I might not have got past my own reluctance to start. And it's been a life-changing journey. It's given me a life way beyond anything I expected. It's allowed me to diversify into other businesses, help thousands of people, and to have a life that I'm actually proud of. Your job as a rookie tutor or a beginner in this business is to find your fin, your first student. Because the difference between zero and one is all the difference in the world. You've just got to make that difference. And at that point, it's just scaling up. Get yourself started now. Improve and get perfect along the way. And my friends, enjoy the journey. Let me know how it goes. I would love to hear from you. Send me your comments, your questions, your problems. Again, it's info at neilcowardo.com. And you can find me on Twitter, where I am, at Shooter Podcast. There's a little sidebar here. Earlier on, I mentioned I was helping people. One of those guys is a dance producer, who is better known as Solarstone, a lovely guy called Rich Mowat. Um, we've ended up writing some songs together. And this Friday, 
Friday the what day is it? Friday the sixth of September. A song that I wrote with Richard, and which we collaborated with a guy called Jonathan Mendelssohn on, is being released as a single on Black Hole Records. That's a a pretty fabulous outcome for just trying to help someone out. The more people you help, the more your life changes for the better. So I'm going to wrap it up for today, guys. And join me next time on the next fun-packed episode of the Tudor Podcast, where I'll be trying to bust myths, filter the fact from the fiction, diving deep into what it really takes to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. I'll see you next time. Join me, Neil Camado, and have yourself a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses. 